Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with a Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 33, Getting Comfortable with Immortality. Perhaps you've seen this quote on one of those motivational posters or appended to an email before. It reads, Those who overcome others are powerful. Those who overcome themselves are strong. One of the popular quotes from the Tao Te Ching, the line is only one-fourth of the whole verse. The whole verse, though short, actually talks about immortality. So let's dig in. Those who know others are wise. Those who know themselves are enlightened. Those who overcome others are powerful. Those who overcome themselves are strong. Those who feel self-contentment are rich. Those who practice self-cultivation are resolute. Those who abide by their original natures or centers endure. Those who follow truth throughout life enjoy immortality. That's verse 33 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Cheng Lin. Next, let's break it down. This verse has two parts to it, and we'll take each part one idea at a time. Part one talks about our forward-facing qualities, and part two talks about our immortality gained through death of our outward-facing qualities. Okay, so in part one, I feel like are the first six lines, and then part two is actually the last two lines. So yeah, there's eight lines in this one. And so I'm kind of calling those who know others are wise as one line and those who know themselves are enlightened as the second line. So in the first three dual lines, I suppose, Lao Tzu is talking about 
inner qualities. Only we're discerning between our outward facing qualities and our inward facing qualities. So he says, okay, those who know others are wise. Okay. That has to do with our relationship between ourselves and other people. But then he goes on to say, those who know themselves are enlightened. (laughs) So um, that basically means, hey, I can know other people, but what's the deeper... um, what's the deeper attitude here? What's, what's the deeper like sense of connectedness here? It's me knowing myself. All right. And so the next two lines after that, those who are come others are powerful. Okay. We have this outward facing thing going on again. Those who overcome themselves are strong. And that's the original quote that we mentioned at the, at the very beginning and the introduction. And that's the inward facing quality. So in the third set of two lines, we face inward. And Lao Tzu says, those who feel self-contentment are rich and those who practice self-cultivations are resolute. So the first two lines is looking at outside and then looking at in. The next two is looking at outside and then looking in. And then we kind of just stay there for the third pair of lines, those who feel self-contentment are rich and those who practice self-cultivation are resolute. So what we're basically doing is we're examining this sort of contrast between out, outward facing qualities and inward facing qualities. And then he's just kind of underlining um, the inward facing qualities when we sell, when, when he talks about self-contentment and self-cultivation. Okay. So that's part one. Now, Part two, the mind blower, (laughs) if it is mind blowing, I don't know. It was for me a couple of times, says those who abide by their original natures or centers endure. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Great. All right. I'm just, you know, allowing things to happen and, um, yeah, I'm not getting too excited about anything, but then yo, here's the bomb. Those who follow truth throughout life enjoy immortality. Wait a minute. Are we vampires now? Are we thinking that like, what do you mean immortality? Like, does that mean like my, my body never dies? Does that mean like I get to, you know, just because I'm a student of the Tao and I practice the Tao stuff, like I don't, I mean, a part of me is like, well, Lao Tzu's not around right now, <laughs> is he? Not not in not in his corporeal form, anyways. But yo, the dude is here. The dude is here. He's like with us right now, and he's like spoken to us through all of the millennia, and spoken to us through all of the people that have become inspired by his message. And for sure, it wasn't him that actually came up with all this kind of stuff. He just he just wrote it down, or he kind of actually dictated it. But the message itself is immortal. And so that's the kind of immortality that we're actually talking about, at least in my opinion. So, you know, I'm just Dan and I'm a student of the Tao and that is it. Am I qualified to talk about immortality? No, not really. All I am doing is sharing my experience with how I'm perceiving this last verse, right? Or this last, uh, these last two lines. So anyways, that's how I'm kind of looking at it. Uh, I'm basically saying, you know, we're talking about immortality here, which is actually kind of exciting because before I learned about the Tao, I pretty much thought, 
I'm going to die. And that's it. <laughs> that's before I understood that the way things work is, you know, that's, that's before I understood, you know, the, the laws of, of physics as applied to the spiritual realm, you know, law of conservation, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It just changes form, right? Well, okay. In a way, none of us will die. Although our corporeal forms will change and that's acceptable. That's just the way it is. Right. And we have proof of that even, but we also have proof if we look right inside where we are, that we are actually energy that is neither created and nor destroyed. So let's go ahead and wrap it up. And let's remember that verse 33 has two parts to it. Part one talks about our forward-facing qualities. And part two talks about our immortality gained through death of our outward-facing qualities. And then we'll get into that in the next section. So let's put that back together. I'll read verse 33 again. Those who know others are wise. Those who know themselves are enlightened. Those who overcome others are powerful. Those who overcome themselves are strong. Those who feel self-contentment are rich. Those who practice self-cultivation are resolute. Those who abide by their original natures or centers endure. Those who follow truth throughout life enjoy immortality. Let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering getting comfortable with immortality. There are two things. One is discernment of our qualities, and two is immortality. Discernment of our qualities. In the last part of our last verse, verse 32, we said something like, Learn what you can from a situation and move on. Trust the Tao to bring you more lessons when the time is right. Don't overthink things. To me, this verse sets an example of that. We're looking at a few qualities that can definitely be refined in our minds, but we don't overthink them. So let's look at the first two lines using a Venn diagram. I'll go ahead and read them first. Those who know others are wise. Those who know themselves are enlightened. Imagine two circles, side by side. Now imagine them moving toward each other so that they start to intersect in the middle. Imagine them stopping so that the majority of the circles occupy their own spaces on the left side and the right. Now imagine that you are sitting in that place where the two circles come together. In the left circle, picture yourself in the company of others. You're talking, laughing, helping. You understand them and can tell what they're thinking and feeling just by being with them. Let's direct our attention to the right circle now. Picture yourself with your eyes closed and a slight smile on your face. You are feeling content. Because despite your outward expressions, you are connected and feel that inner part of you that is calm, still, 
and gently flowing with love. There are two parts to you there, but they feel vastly different, don't they? On the one hand, you're facing outward in your interaction with others. On the other, you're facing inward and feeling a much richer feeling, aren't you? To visit those first two lines again, Lao Tzu says, Those who know others are wise. Those who know themselves are enlightened. Let's do this with the next two lines. I'll read them. Those who overcome others are powerful. Those who overcome themselves are strong. Okay, let's clear the circles so that the left side and the right sides are blank, with you in the middle. On the left side, imagine yourself a leader in front of many people. You are speaking to them and influencing their thoughts. They are preparing to carry out your recommendations. And in the right circle, let's imagine that you are doing the next right thing. Only instead of leading others, you are in complete control of yourself. You know that whatever happens out there, you control your urges, your impulses, your feelings. There's a sense of quiet inner strength there on which you can draw at any time. And it is satisfying to know that you can control yourself in any time you wish without effort. To revisit those lines, Lao Tzu says here, those who overcome others are powerful. Those who overcome themselves are strong. Now that we've had a look at two aspects of our qualities, the outward facing and the inward facing, Lao Tzu gives us a couple more examples of what he might call virtue or character or tea. Way back in verse 3, we talked about right-sizing ambitions. And in verse 22, we talked about using the law of balance and not contending with anyone to avoid competition. So this is a familiar concept Lao Tzu references when he says, those who feel self-contentment are rich. Just another example of that inward-facing quality that we've teased out of our beings. I like to think that the feeling I get from knowing myself is contentment. In the next line, those who practice self-cultivation are resolute, produces that feeling of self-control we talked about a few minutes ago. So if we've become comfortable with this notion of outward things and inward things, we find in the next part of this verse is where Lao Tzu drops the immortality bomb on us. Immortality isn't a thing of physicality, though. Rather, it's inside of us right now. Immortality. Now let's allow that left-hand circle to fade away into the background a bit. And let's take that right-hand circle and move it over to the left so that we are in the center of it. Let's visualize those right-hand circle things again. Wisdom. Inner strength. Contentment. Inner being. Do you remember that meditation we did in verse 28? where we connected with that life force that was the Tao within you? Let's pause for a moment and remember that feeling. It was this sense of knowing, of feeling the life that animates us, and it seemed to emanate from our core, didn't it? Maybe it's all over and the feeling of life is just there. 
Let's consider how the circle and its attributes relate to this feeling of life we have right now. I think we can relate to Lao Tzu and how he puts it in the next two lines. Those who abide by their original natures or centers endure. Those who follow truth throughout life enjoy immortality. The center he's talking about is that center you feel when being present with the things in that circle. The center is our life force. That thing that never really goes away. Of course, we cover it up with stuff in the left circle we left in the background. Things like perception of others, force, power, and other make-humans-do-stuff kind of things. But when we can reconnect with that inner glow, it turns out, for me at least, that nothing else seems as important in that moment. My life force is the only thing that keeps me going, that allows me to endure, just like Lao Tzu says. Now, if I can connect with that life force feeling, my center, my baggage wagons, if you like, my essence, I may remember that the feeling is the feeling of the Tao within me. The Tao is inside me, and it's inside of you. We are expressions of the Tao. So if the Tao is infinite, always on, always moving, I would like to ask you, would that not apply to us as well? If we can connect with that feeling of the Tao within us, and remember that we are integral to the infinite, always on, ever-changing Tao, aren't we also Tao? Aren't we, dare I say, immortal in a sense? In the last line, Lin Yutang translates Lao Tzu suggesting that those of us who die yet remain have long life. So compare that with those who follow truth throughout life enjoy immortality. It kind of says the same thing. I just like the actual words that Lin Yutang chose in this particular sense because we put death in there. <laughs> but what's, what's the death that he's talking about? I mean, it could be corporeal death, sure. For now, I'd like to think about it as the death of selfish desires, the death of ambition, the death of the importance of my will inflicted on the world. If I can pay more attention to the things that create the attributes of the right circle, the left circle fades away into the background and dies a kind of death back there, so that in my presence, the right circle things remain. I like how this verse serves as a reminder to us. In the last few verses, we've been discussing mindsets and practices that help us stay in that right circle. This verse kind of tells us about how we can start recognizing the fruits of our labor. If we can stay close to center by practicing what we've learned, we can consciously connect with the Tao inside us. We may concentrate on what's really important versus what only seems important. We won't need to fight anyone or anything. We'll automatically endure without suffering, without resistance. For we will have allowed our selfish desires to fade away so that we can spend more time living in harmony with the Tao. So that'll wrap it up today. To summarize my experience with this verse today and considering getting comfortable with immortality, I thought about two things. Number one was discernment of our qualities. And number two, immortality. 
For the final piece of this episode, let's consider how we can apply the principle of getting comfortable with immortality in this verse today. There are two things that we can do. Number one is we can look for opportunities to practice connecting with our center. And number two, practicing that with awareness, connection, assisting, or adding kindness. Let's look for opportunities now. Let's review the past 24 hours or even seven days. What happened in your life? This can be in your home, at work, or with friends. Coming back through our memories, let's circle around those moments when we felt a little extra emotion. Did something happen at home recently that was not satisfactory, not to your liking? How did you respond? Did you respond defensively, even if you didn't say any harsh words or do anything offensive? Was there a part of you that resisted the situation? And what did you do with that? Did you allow that to be and let it pass? Or did you not know what to do with it and tried your best to forget it? (laughs) Or is it festering now? I'm laughing because things fester inside of me. (laughs) So what about at work? Was there a discussion or a disagreement that agitated you somehow? Was there perhaps... A situation where supervisors or coworkers were just plain wrong about their facts or interpretations of something? Did you perform your work grudgingly or were you content to allow the work to be the work without judging even for a little bit whether or not it was a good use of your time? Remember, we're looking for those moments that we responded either externally or internally with self-centered attitudes or Tao-centered attitudes. And how about friendships? When was the last time a friend and you were speaking and you needed to be right? Or maybe you were out with a group and other friends said some things that were only slightly disagreeable. You accepted and moved on, right? But was there an opportunity back there to sit and appreciate a point of view that is different from yours? Could there have been a lesson that... If you were listening with your Tao Center, could have helped you to learn or grow? So at this point, we've just stretched our awareness. Let's go ahead and move on to how we might begin to practice. We're going to talk about practicing staying in the center. In our defensiveness, we use the tools of the left circle. We use perception, force, cunning, if not on others, on ourselves. If we deal with our resistance to situations by justifying our actions, thoughts, and feelings, we are performing mental gymnastics that end up burning away our energy. Let's envision now something happening again or a repeat of a situation where we typically feel defensive Let's allow that right-hand circle to come into the forefront. Inside it are wisdom, inner strength, contentment, and our Tao center. Those things that are always there. In this next situation, 
Let's allow our quiet center to lead us instead of defending ourselves right away. Let's assume the role of the student. And even if we think the other person is 100% wrong in their facts, let's try and see what we can learn from them. What is the Tao, through them, trying to teach us? How can we respond with love and kindness? In the moment now, this makes a lot of sense. But if you've practiced this before, you'll know that in the moment then, (laughs) it's not so easy. But the good news is there is something we can do about this. Right now, or in your quiet time, ask the Tao to help you remember to respond to situations with your higher self. The self that is always in contact with that Tao center you have. The self that is in that right-hand circle. You can say something like, Please help me to remember to respond with my center to people and things today. Pause, and then know that the Tao provides, just like we talked about a few verses ago. You can say something like, thank you. If you can do this sincerely, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Your habits of responding defensively may not change right away, but with practice, you'll become aware either before or after the fact that there was a growth opportunity there. Awareness is the key. If you can become aware of just a tiny bit by allowing the Tao to show you, you'll be able to see it coming a little sooner the next time and a little soon the time after that. With some diligence and practice, you'll eventually be able to respond with your center almost automatically. So that's a good stopping point. Let's wrap it up today. And remember that to consider the principle of getting comfortable with immortality, there are two things I can do. Number one is I can look for opportunities to practice connecting with our center. And number two, I can practice that with awareness connection, assisting, or adding kindness. To close out this episode, I'll leave you with a final reading of verse 33 of the Tao Te Ching translated by Cheng Lin. Those who know others are wise. Those who know themselves are enlightened. Those who overcome others are powerful. Those who overcome themselves are strong. Those who feel self-contentment are rich. Those who practice self-cultivation are resolute. Those who abide by their original natures or centers endure. Those who follow truth throughout life enjoy immortality. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. 
One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.